Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome back and uh, honored to have back with us to, uh, uh, today uh, a person that uh, never sleeps. He outruns locomotives, he leaps tall buildings, and he runs a great organization. Troy Miller's back with us today, CEO of the <laughs> National Religious Podcasters. <laughs> I'm not sure, Perry, I've ever had an introduction like that. <laughs> it's good to be with you. <laughs> well, uh, congratulations. I, I was gone last week, but I was with you at the NRB uh, convention there in Orlando. And I have to say uh, to you and your team, Troy, thank you. The best ever. Um, give us a little recap of what happened. Yeah, it really was just an outstanding uh, conference that we had down in Orlando, Florida. We had over 4,200 attendees uh, from an, just all across the Christian communication spectrum, you know, broadcasters and filmmakers and bloggers and publishers. And, and we had over 200 press there, Perry. It was just great. 43 countries represented and over 200 internationals uh, were with us. So we had we had a wonderful time. Of course, we had some great, outstanding speakers. Governor Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, uh, he did the opening session, introduced our people to Florida, and uh, also talked about you know the accomplishments he's had there, and then really put a good challenge to people, uh, challenge to live out your faith. And then Abraham Hamilton uh, was there with us as well. He he really brought a challenge to us. And then, of course, Franklin Graham was our keynote the opening night. And and I, I just thought the opening night was fabulous. I'm really not sure how we're going to do that again next year. But it was just, just a wonderful week with just a number of panels. And and, and people just seem to be really joyful there. And, and Perry, you know, one of the things that really excites me is when I get a chance to kind of walk around the hallways and stuff, and, you know, this is a Christian convention, and the best is when you see Christians, you know, arms wrapped around one another, praying for one another, encouraging one another, and uh, so just a great time in Orlando. What do you think, Troy, was the takeaway for you? As the leader of the organization, what was the takeaway for you? Well, look, I, I think NRB as, is as strong as it's ever been, and I think that's important because I think we face battles today that are uh, really trying to shut down Christian, the Christian worldview in particular. Um, so I think that the takeaway from us was the fact that I think we really know we're on the right track. We're doing what uh, God's called us to do. And, and also the fact that there's so many different ministries out there that are really um, working hard for the gospel. That was the real encouragement that I, I took away. I, I had dozens upon dozens of meetings uh, there, and to hear people talk about, you know, what's going on in their local communities, uh, what's going on internationally, that's just exciting to know. In all the opposition, the gospel is still going forth, and that's what NRB is all about. Do you uh, sense a greater sense of urgency to uh, expand Christian broadcasting? Yeah, oh, a absolutely, Perry. I, I think, you know, really Christian television in, in particular, uh, let me come back to that for a second. 
Christian radio is strong. There were some recent numbers that came out in Inside Radio magazine talked about, you know, that the Christian format, both the talk format and the CCM, the contemporary Christian music format, the, those are the number one formats on radio. So I think radio is doing very well, very strong. We always need more radio. Uh, we fought hard with the NAB uh, to make sure the AM can stay in the car and stay in the dash. I think radio is very important. But I think Christian television as well, you know, there was a time where Christian television, um, there were a lot more independent owned and operated stations, and that kind of dried up when when the PAX network kind of was put together. I, I really hope and see more people now that there's more digital opportunities for television are going into digital television, and, it, and it's needed more than ever. I mean, the suppression of the truth out there, the, the number of lies that are going on, and just all the confusion in the culture. Um, people are hungry to hear the truth, and particularly the truth of the gospel um, and the hope that they can find in the gospel. So, yeah, it's absolutely critical and important that Christian media continue to expand. And, and also, Perry, Christian film has been doing extremely well right, right. Uh, lately, and we're really excited to see that. You know, uh, I refer back to uh, Franklin Graham's opening message. It's probably one of the most stern I've ever heard him speak, uh, talk about a coming storm. I think it kind of caught us all in an interesting position where we didn't want to hear it. We had to hear it, uh, and it is happening. Uh, we never thought we would see censorship the way we're seeing it now, and we never saw being in business, just being in business. Christians in business is now being targeted did you ever think we'd see this? And what are you doing to protect the NRB? Oh, well, yeah, Perry, first of all, to answer that first question, did I ever not? No, I think a lot of this, this has caught us off guard and the speed of it's caught us off guard. I think we talked about this before. I, I think those of us who have been around and been in the cultural fight for a long time, you know, we, we fought the LGBTQ stuff, but none of us ever thought we'd be fighting, you know, uh, gender transitioning in elementary school. So the speed of this has just been incredible. Also, I think, as, as you brought up, the the expansion of it outside of the normal political kind of landscapes into the business world. You know, the, the issues, there were a number of issues. I had a meeting with Senator, former Senator Brownback, Ambassador Brownback, talking about you know, religious persecution around the country, but also just some of the things going on there in the states. He was part of a group uh, that petitioned Chase uh, to come up with a, a statement to say, hey, we won't discriminate against Christian organizations because Chase shut down uh, an organization, a Christian organization, shut their banking services down. And we've heard this from a number of people, banking services, insurance services, uh, telemarketing communication services, Amazon Web Services, a number of these businesses now are, you know, hostile to the Christian worldview because they're really supporting a, a very small minority in the LGBTQ community. And so that's the speed of this is is incredible. And then your second question, what are we doing? Well, we're doing a number of things. Uh, we've been working very hard on Capitol Hill, uh, keeping track of what bills and what legislation is going through the Hill. We are also starting to do a bigger, broader reach out to corporate America. You know, I came from corporate America. Uh, 
I think the boardrooms need to understand both sides of the story. I think you've seen some of that with what happened to Anheuser-Busch uh, and the amount of loss that they had with theirs and now the target um, also with theirs. But here's one thing we are doing. California passed a new law that will um, impact some of our members. It's it's on social media. So if you're a organization and you have a social media site and, and what that they mean by that is you have a site that allows uh, a member to come in and they can set up a profile page and then they can use that profile to communicate with other members. Well, well, several of our members have, have systems like that, that, that people can do that. You have to now report to the state of California on all these issues that they feel are controversial. And so this is California kind of trying to insert itself as the quote unquote, you know, gatekeeper of free speech. And really, they're violating free speech all over the place. So we have joined a lawsuit with the Babylon Bee, with Tim Poole, with uh, Media Inc. Um, and we're taking California to court. We're suing the state attorney general uh, to say this law is unconstitutional and get this law tossed out. Beautiful. One more quick question, Troy, before I take a break. Uh, we did talk, and it has popped up, AI. Uh, I got back from the NAB the week prior, uh, a couple weeks prior, and it's a big deal there. And I think we're trying to scratch our head where this is going to go. Um, what are your concerns about AI? Well, look, the number one concern about AI, and, and, and I have a tech background. I came from Silicon Valley from the tech industry. You know, you have to remember uh, for all the promises, and I, I think AI has some great applications, some really cool stuff it can do. I think it's going to help in some areas. But you have to remember behind all this, it really is AI stands for, just so your folks know, artificial intelligence. It, right. it really is artificial intelligence. It's, it's not intelligence on its own. It can't come up with its own thoughts. It, it can't create on its own. It can't do certain things. It, it needs somebody behind as, as the programmer. And so my concern is, it, what, are the, what are the objectives of the people that are programming all this mm. AI? What's, what's going to happen behind the scenes? Because something drives it. And we know, Perry, people drive things, and we are all broken. We're sinful people. And we, we often use technology for our own means and not really for, for the good of others. And that's the thing that concerns me, especially out of Silicon Valley today, which really looks at technology as the new savior of humanity. And they and, the, and it's a really a new religion where they think that technology is going to cure all that's wrong with humanity. And we know that the sinful heart can only be cured by the cross of the blood of Christ. Amen. Let me take a quick break. So honored to have with us Troy Miller, uh, president and CEO of the National Religious Broadcasters. You can go to nrb.org. That's the website. Uh, coming out of an incredible convention. And let me just say this, it's not too far down the future that the 2024 convention will be uh, shaping up in February next year. So you may want to go online now and check it all out. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's Daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.com. US. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. 
so honored to have with us uh, Troy Miller. He's the president and CEO of the National Religious Broadcaster. He's just done a marvelous job, what he's doing there and coming out of the, their annual convention in Orlando. I was there. It was terrific. And already 2024 is in the... <laughs> I don't know when you're going to get any sleep. But anyway, uh, you can go online at the NRB and check it out. It'll be in Nashville next year in uh, late February. Troy, I, I was trying to think during the break how I was going to ask you this question. Um, I know here at the Dove Radio and TV Network, we are constantly asking ourselves, is the message clear? Is the message clear? As simple as that question is, here's why it's a concern. Every moral issue in the country, in the world, in culture, has been politicized. So if you're going to talk about an issue, you they're thinking, oh, you're being political, you're being left, you're being right, you're being red, you're being blue. And you can get tangled up in that, and the simplicity of the message can get clouded. What's your advice? Yeah, you know, that's right. We're so polarized today. And, and the, you know, really, our enemies, the left, has done most of the work of politicalizing these sort of messages. They're constantly, if you don't have an answer, then just call it political. And, you know, that kind of scares people away. You know, we go back and look at the scriptures and you look at how Paul, you know, taught the gospel and brought the gospel. And one of the things the scriptures tell us is that our testimony, you know, our own testimony is really what resonates with a lot of people. And and that's something you can't politicalize. You know, people can't really look at your testimony and say, hey, look, my life was a wreck. It was a, it was a mess. I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home and here's what God did for me. And so that's one thing I think we can do. The other thing I I think we can do is not to shy away, though, even though this politicalization of the messages is always kind of thrown on top of things, that doesn't mean we should shy away from the message of the gospel. The gospel has a lot to say about the culture and about people. And, and you know, there's a whole movement today to label people as Christian nationalists. If you, you know, support what's going on in the country, if you're patriotic, look, you can see the wall behind me. I served in the U.S. Navy proudly for six years. Um, that doesn't mean you have to leave that all behind to be a Christian. Matter of fact, we're called, since we're still in this world, why we're in this world, to be good citizens. And um, and so the biggest advice I have for people is don't be afraid to share your personal testimony, but really, really don't be afraid to continue to share the gospel. And it, there's a lot of this going on. You, Perry, you know there's a lot of negative in the culture today. Christians were called to share that in, in love. We don't make it personal. Our end goal is to see where somebody spends eternity, not necessarily to make this life easier, more prosperous and more pleasurable for ourselves. It's really about where somebody's going to spend eternity. You know, um, media is um, can be used very privately. People can listen to their radio, watch their TV, go to their devices when nobody's watching and or listening or paying attention to them. So we know through our survey of our little network that a third of our audience are seekers, people that have never had a relationship with Christ. We also know that one third are people who have had a connection with some kind of uh, Christian experience or religious experience, but for whatever reason had disconnected because of maybe abuse, maybe it's health, maybe it's family dynamics. So that's two thirds of our audience. Um, I would say that if there's ever a time for Christian media 
to be on board, this is it. I mean, this is the hour that the NRB was born for, don't you think? Yeah, I, I would agree with that 100%. Um, you know, look at some of the latest surveys today. People consume more media than they do sleep or work. Uh, figure that one out. Uh, a lot of us, I guess, the people are on their phones at work or whatever, but they're consuming more media today than ever. You have these smartphones. Your media is always with you. People are watching uh, YouTubes and TikToks, and they're on Facebook and other social media you know, platforms. So there's a lot of consumption there. And that's the exciting part about being in Christian media today, because to get involved uh, in media really doesn't take much. You can start producing, you, you know, videos on your smartphone today and reaching out to people. And and your statistics there, Perry, are they really parallel the national statistics that I've read recently on the number of people that consume Christian media in general. About a third of those people have no real affiliation with the church or really don't on a consistent basis uh, practice uh, any kind of faith. So, and, and then about another third, if you if you look at the recent studies, about another third are are very what I call light practicing in their faith. They they attend you know church on you know annual celebrations or weddings and things like that. They don't really read their Bible on a consistent basis, but. They're tuning into Christian media. They're listening to radio and to television and to podcasts. And so, yeah, Christians need to be more involved than ever. Um, I'm really excited about some of the things that younger generation are doing because they're taking their talents and they're starting to take some of these platforms that have a real dark and evil to them, TikTok in particular, and they're starting to produce some really wonderful content that helps disciple people, introduce people to Christ, um, and talks about their own testimony. So there's some good stuff going out there, but definitely, definitely it's a great time for Christian media. In closing, you know, um, we've all, in fact, a lot of the speakers there talked about um, end time renewal, revival, these, these terms being used a lot. Um, and I get that. I've been very aware of staying away from people that want to point their finger at the church as being the problem when I think the church is actually the solution. <laughs> okay, so the, the point being is, uh, I think we all sense now we need some kind of a spiritual renewal. Two-part two question in closing. Do you think we're going to get it? And what's media's role in it? Okay, so let me answer the first part. I think we're going to get it if the church gets on its knees and really starts to pray for it and the church itself uh, repents. You know, that, that famous line in Chronicles, you know, if my people. Um, so I think revival starts in the church, and I think we've seen that. I think we saw that at the convention this year. Um, I think there's a real growing unity in the church as we see this uh, darkness out there. And again, where does Christian media? Media play a part in this. Look, media is the number one means of communications, television, radio, uh, the internet, podcast, video podcast, YouTube videos. This is how people communicate today. Uh, and they communicate socially on social media platforms where you engage on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and those platforms. So absolutely, Christian media is going to play uh, a key part. What we have to do as Christians is stay faithful to the gospel and faithful to not cower. Don't don't be ashamed of Christ so that he's not ashamed of us in the end. If um, 
if you had no limitations financially in running the NRB, what's your dream? Well, look, if we had no, uh, we'd love to be in a position to provide all kinds of uh, funding for people to get, for new entrants to get into Christian media. Um, that would be just incredible to do. We'd love to have workshops going all the time to show folks how to, how to do an effective podcast or how to, how to produce a television program or a radio program. Um, but also one of the things we're working on now is we're, we're, continuing to build our public policy team and our general counsel team uh, because we know we have a lot of fights ahead. Those aren't going to go away. Uh, Jesus told us that the Bible clearly told us that, you know, they hated him first. They're going to hate us. There's going to be opposition and we're going to have to fight. But that that that's the two things I think NRB does really well. Uh, we help educate, train people, help people network together, help them find services and other things that can really help them build and help them find spiritual partners that will pray with them as they're going into their ministry. And then we fight on behalf of our members to keep the avenues for the gospel open in the public sector. Beautiful. And also, uh, Troy, remind people, they don't have to be a broadcaster to be a part of the NRB. And I think this is a big thing here. I'd like for you to just take a few seconds and talk about that aspect of joining. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, you don't have to be into television or radio official FCC licensed broadcaster. Uh, we have a number of people that are just even in doing their local church media. But also, not, not only that, people that if you're just concerned about what's going on in our culture today, we had a number of panels with experts that were talking about gender transition and cancel culture and what was going on in the pro-life movement and those things. And we constantly produce that kind of information. So you can go to nrb.org and you can become an individual member for NRB and maybe that'll strike your heart to get into some sort of media communications but even just to help you in your social media and your everyday communication so yeah. yeah Perry that's a great point thank you for bringing that up well I just want people to know especially I know churches have large media operations uh, they have a lot going on with cameras mm -hmm. in their own church and, and broadcast and then YouTube this is the organization, folks, for you to consider joining that pulls it all together. Not only for you learning things, but networking. I think one of the great benefits of the NRB is networking with other people. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've been going there since 1986. Wow. <laughs> Before you were there. <laughs> I, I, I was in the Navy in 1986, Barry. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Anyway, um, but anyway, the point being is you, you come away with a feeling you're not alone. You're yes. in it together. Troy, thank you. Thank you for your leadership, friend. Thank you. I, I know it was a tough month getting ready, and it was a tough week getting through it, and it just came off beautifully. So to you and the whole team, God bless you guys. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for having me again. You bet. All right. Go to nrb.org. That is the website, nrb.org. There's a picture of the landing page of the website. And like we talked about, uh, whether you're in any form of media or not, this is the organization for you to be a part of. And I encourage you to do that. God bless you, Troy. Take care, buddy. God bless you too, Barry. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.